if you haven't started a business yet, then you might be like, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you actually get into the, you know, the, the, the dirt, the grime of actually getting to the business, then it's this whole new world that opens up. Mm-hmm. And then all these new like mindset challenges and things that you might have not even realized. It's all new. It's like this big yeah. unknown world. And then you just go to all the the quote unquote experts and um <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm just soaking everything they say. And then yeah. after a while you have this gut feeling like, wait this doesn't fully align with me Mm, mm -hmm. and I'm like in my like my gut's telling me to go this way but they're telling me to go the opposite way stay still like just for a moment block out everything and just listen to your inner self because then that's where like the true magic happens because when you do that then so many things happen Welcome to the Openly Spoken Podcast, where we talk about how self-love can help you make it through the real and raw, messy middle of business and life transitions. This podcast is a combination of storytelling and actionable education designed to help you attract more money, freedom, and powerful relationships into your life and your business. My name is Celia Antonio, and I am a quantum self-love coach for entrepreneurs. I am here to help you go from unaligned and anxious to effortlessly living the life of your dreams by learning to love every fiber, every cell, and every atom of your reality. Tuning yourself into the frequency of love and staying there as often as you can is the key to your personal transformation and personal power. I have inspiring guests share their stories and teachings, and sometimes it's just me riffing. I invite you now to set an intention, open your mind and surrender to the transmission you're about to receive. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive into the episode. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Openly Spoken podcast, where we talk about the real and raw messy middle of business and life transitions. So two weeks ago, we had my friend Lauren Boss, who is a copywriter. And this week, we have my friend Isabel Sarley, who's also a copywriter. But these episodes couldn't be any more different because we're going to hear Isabel's story during the second half of the podcast. We're going to be diving in on some tips and education around copywriting in general. So I would have your notebooks ready for that to take some notes. I'm really excited for this episode because it feels really organic. Isabel is someone that I've been in connection with on Instagram. She's someone that follows me on Instagram and really got my attention because she's been giving my content lots of love for a while. So we we, um, stroke up a little friendship there. And I started recording the call, our Zoom call right away. And we ended up, you know, just chatting organically and then moving into doing the podcast and then afterwards chatting organically again. So this episode is like a combination of both us just 
talking and riffing with each other and then us like intentionally recording the podcast. So it's really, it's a really nice mix of, of both worlds. And I'm really glad that I did the recording because during our chats, a lot of gems came up, like the introduction you just heard that happened in, I think right before we started being like, all right, let's record the podcast now. (laughs) So a little bit about Isabel. She left her nine to five corporate job because her instincts told her that she needed to unlock her potential and better serve others. And this journey towards finding alignment led her to finding a love for copywriting. And the icing on the cake with that is now she gets to help female-led businesses build their eco-friendly brands with compelling copy that impacts both their customers' lives and makes the world a more sustainable place win-win for everyone involved. When Isabel isn't working on copywriting, you can find her relaxing by playing video games, going on walks, and daydreaming about the day she'll get a cardigan Walsh Corey. (laughs) So enjoy this chat between two girlfriends. Get ready to take some notes for the educational half of the podcast. And I would love to know your takeaways and questions over at Instagram at openly spoken or at self-express babe. There are also the links in the show notes to find Isabel online. And I thank you for being here and let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the openly spoken podcast, Isabel. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for being Uh here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Just excited. Like you probably could tell in my voice, I'm just (laughs) filled with excitement. So for the listeners, uh, let's start by giving a little intro of like where you're from, how your journey has been and how you got to where you are now as a, as someone who owns her own copywriting business. Uh, Yeah. So where I'm from, that might be a long story. Um, (laughs) That's that's okay. (laughs) So uh, everyone, like, just sit back and relax. Um, so uh, I'm actually originally from London, England. Uh, oh. But as a kid, uh, about, like, 10 years old, my family uh, moved to the States, and that was on the East Coast. And then fast forward a bit, uh, 2012, I believe, uh, that was when we moved to the West Coast, and now I'm in Seattle. Uh, but as with copywriting that that was uh definitely like I guess a roller coaster a bit um bit of like eye opener I actually quit my job back in 2019 December 2019 and it was all because like I was in a job and literally five years (laughs) like five five years the whole time I was like why am I here I feel like there's something there's something I need to be doing like something better like I like I enjoyed like doing some of the work and the people but it was just back in my mind I was just like oh whatever Mm -hmm. I just gotta do like you know the typical I gotta have a job and Mm -hmm. get all this money and then whatever the you know the story that society has us in and and so yeah, so then um, I uh, oh yeah, and I'll backtrack a bit. I actually had that feeling like two weeks into getting the job, like oh, two wow. weeks in, I was like, wait, something's wrong. I should probably leave. And I just no. And I then just, you stayed for five years. I just five years, yeah. Uh, but I feel like that 
even though it was five years of me feeling like that, maybe I was meant to stay because mm. everything that followed after, it just naturally just flowed the way it should have been. And um, so, yeah, so going back to 20, uh, uh, 2019, actually the day that I, um, I left the final day, there was actually a company party for my boyfriend's uh, mm-hmm. company that he works for. And there was a fortune teller. And it is so wild because listening to the fortune then, she was saying, oh, you'll have this uh, career change. And I was like, well, like <laughs> really today I just left my job. And she's like, oh, well. <laughs> um, but yeah, she said, I'll have this career change and that will be a creative turn and I'll be more fulfilled and a big success. And there was all these other things. Mm-hmm. And in my mind at the time, because I was doing YouTube. And you had a gaming channel, right? Yeah, I yeah. had a, a yeah video game channel. And so at the time I was thinking it was that because that's creative. And mm-hmm. uh, it was my, you know, my shift, my kind of focus at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, cool. This YouTube thing's going to pick up. Uh, spoiler alert, it did not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> eventually I went on this on 2020, which for everyone, it was chaotic. I guess you say a year of self-discovery and mm. self-care, actual self-care and actually getting to know myself, actually, instead of kind of just going with the flow of everyone and mm-hmm. thinking, quote unquote, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so that's when I eventually really just Googled all the things that I wanted in a career and copywriting kept popping up mm-hmm. and I was like okay I'll note that down and then I did more searching and copywriting came up again can I and ask what what the things were that you looked up from what I can remember um freedom to mm. be my own boss being able to be creative and to be able to help people dip my toes into it to just make sure is this truly like is this really what I want to do mm-hmm. and sure enough I fell in love <laughs> really fell in love with the uh, copywriting because it, it's you you know you fall in love with something when you just you do it and time what is time like yeah it just, it just flows by and then you look you come to and you're like wait it is dark what when does this happen did I even <laughs> eat like <laughs> and so yeah so that was definitely a good sign <laughs> and um and so from there that was when I decided okay I need to take this seriously and make a business out of it so you were at this job for five years and you you <laughs> knew you wanted to do something else and you were questioning like why am I even here did you ever have an inkling of wanting to be your own boss before this time or when you were a child or anything like that? No, I no. I was all over the place. <laughs> like one like the earliest, at least from what my uh family has told me, the earliest job, like the first job that I wanted to do, I believe it was a bus driver. <laughs> but it was mainly because I wanted to wear the hat. Okay. So that's <laughs> yeah. like what when you were a kid and they yeah. asked you like what do you want to be when you grow up? That's what you said you wanted to yeah. be. Yeah because of a hat I'm like okay I guess back then I love hats but (laughs) that's 
Um, also, driving is really exciting when you're a child and like you're not allowed to drive yet. Yeah. Like seems way more exciting than it is. <laughs> then Yeah. And then you become an adult and you're stuck in traffic. And like, you know. <laughs> For me, uh, I don't I don't mind the traffic, just the actual driving, especially being in L.A., um, I get anxiety because like everyone's going so fast. So my pot, like oh, I'm a yeah. great driver, but while I'm driving, like my palms are just like rivers are coming out of my palms. <laughs> what did you end up like focusing on in uh, like school? I actually went in for forensic science. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And it was actually pretty cool to do all this stuff. And like the, you have to measure all the blood splatters coming from. And I was really good at that. I was like, okay, oh cool. my gosh. <laughs> I don't remember how to do it now, but <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was doing that and it was just really interesting. And a lot of people, they were like, oh, yeah, I do. I'm doing a forensics because of CSI. And then they asked me, I'm like, I just like it. I'm going to this going to I need a few breaths for this one. It's a long name. Okay. Uh, <laughs> com- computer information system software design. Wow, that is long. Yeah, like I have to literally focus. Like, am I putting the words in the white? Computer information system software design. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, so it's a lot of like just coding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did it just because the whole like, oh well, I'm this far. I need to accomplish something and you know, mm. get a degree out of this. Coding, coding's fine and it's interesting, but at a certain point for me, at least it's a bit boring like yeah it's not creative at all no and uh, yeah yeah. I find coding pretty fascinating too I only know really basic stuff like html and css that's about as far as my knowledge goes but uh, I taught it to myself because I was very fascinated Mm -hmm. there's this website called w3 schools have you heard of it uh yeah yeah they use I taught myself with that (laughs) and um that's actually earlier in my business. I think before we ever even met, I was offering web design. And I did that because I was like, oh, this coding is very interesting. But for me too, it got boring after a while because I need something that's more creative and less analytical. (laughs) I actually went into the video game industry Mm -hmm. um, because I figured, oh, well, this degree might help me become a video game designer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the video game industry and became a tester. I was testing cool. video games. And so you just yes. got to like play video games and get paid for it? <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, you get to like play the video games. But then there's also like you had to literally like debug mode, which is like um, kind of, I guess you see all the code and all like the mm-hmm. things that you wouldn't see in a game and mm. kind of, zoom into like a bush like does this bush look right like (laughs) (laughs) oh like you see all the characters like kind of like having the arms like this and that's all they are yeah (laughs) yeah you see the wildest things it's just funny or um because it's like a prototype of the game right yeah and they're still like creating it as you're like testing it yeah it's making me think of that movie uh i think it was called grandma's boy uh yeah Are there video game people that's what that's what just what it's bringing to my mind <laughs> yeah, that's perfect like example like I guess a perfect a little bit of more extreme example of mm-hmm. what it's like yeah 
I'm curious what it was like being a woman in that space. Cause from what I've heard, Mm -hmm. it's like very male dominated. What was that experience like? Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Sometimes I was the only woman at all in the room. Oh, that's awkward. Uh, Yeah. And it's just, it's definitely like, there's a reason why there's not a lot of women in there and I congratulate like every woman that's still in the industry to help like shift the balance mm. a bit more and actually make it more like equal and like welcoming for women. I also noticed there was kind of like a moment within when you were studying where mm-hmm. they told you that they didn't offer the gaming thing. And there was this moment of like, I, I have to do this. Like, I, I just have to get the degree. First of all, I can relate to that. I kind of went through the same uh, thing. And I noticed there was, so there was that when you were in school. And then there was that at your job that you said that um, after two weeks, you were already like, why am I, why am I here? (laughs) So maybe I was thinking we can uh, talk into like how to like trust those feelings and how to tune into those and why it's so important to listen to them stay still like just for a moment and like block out everything and just listen to your inner self because then that's where like lack of a better words like just the true magic happens because when you do that then so many things happen just like when I finally went you know I should leave and then all of a sudden like this pathway to copywriting opened up and it just happened like I was able to get into the program and like all these other things and meet all these wonderful people and like truly like understand myself and be more aligned than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And now we ha- are here like talking to you and having everyone else listening and absorbing all this yeah, the synchronicities of life can be very cool, especially in like in the moment you don't, don't always see it. <laughs> yeah. But in looking back, there's so many moments where I'm like, oh, wow, this led to this amazing thing. But like in the moment, I was thinking that my life was falling apart. <laughs> yeah, it's even like the, the most terrible parts. You're like, what is this? Why is this happening to me? Or like how could anything get better but really that thing is actually supposed to happen even if it, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. the best thing for mm-hmm. you that you feel right now mm-hmm. like it's supposed to happen to push you towards the direction you're most aligned with it's kind of yeah. a course correcting you mm-hmm. to go where like your true like purpose area alignment whatever you want to call it just and then eventually you'll get there and then you'll look back, like you said, and be like, oh, wait. It's kind of like a little gift of here's this struggle that you now have to overcome because that struggle could end up being something that we, first of all, we are going to grow from it as long as mm-hmm. you work on it. And second of all, you can help other people with it. That's another thing about um, just being in business is it kind of ignites that muscle like self-care um you know mindsets and everything yeah like all of that like before I wasn't like I have it on here but my crystal necklace I don't know if you see. 
like I before I probably wouldn't have been wearing crystals and doing all the like the mindset work um like the beginning of my day like I'll show you what Mm -hmm. yeah like this is one of the books I use I don't know if you can see it oh my god I see it says stay woke yeah (laughs) there you go yeah like one of the pages is literally fallen out and had to put it back (laughs) in that's how much I use it and like just journaling like that's my journey I don't know if you've had those moments where you're sleeping and then you wake up suddenly and you're like, I need to write this down. <laughs> and you just yeah. do it. And you're like in the dark, like, <sighs> yeah. And if you yeah. don't write it down, you'll be laying there forever trying to fall asleep. But your brain is like, nope, I want to hold oh. on to this information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yesterday I was in a uh, astrology Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was probably the only one in there that's like, what's going on <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know too much about astrology either yeah because all I know is about the zodiac signs mm-hmm. and that we have like the you know the sun moon and rising and that's about it but they were going in like the planets to this planet and your this zodiac it is manifesting or it's indirect it's direct I'm like what is the next <laughs> like it was, it was interesting and so I was just I I just sat back and just listened and, yeah but yeah, yeah just I, I feel like um being like an entrepreneur like it just opens these doors to places you probably wouldn't have crossed at all yeah. crossed with people uh-huh. it's just so like I guess it's just a I guess it opens your mind um a lot more if that makes sense just yeah it's just crazy yeah because I don't know if you felt like this before but um before entrepreneurially like you do your thing and then there's certain parts about you they're like I'm just weird like I'm the only one that does this and then you 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 stop being a yeah have your business and then you end up meeting all these people like what you do this too. I thought I was the only one. You're my people. Like, yeah. 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 I, th- I think in that sense, entrepreneurs are definitely like unicorns. <laughs> yeah. And I truly believe that we're entrepreneurs because like we're meant to be that. And like, we can't, we can't just do as we're told at a nine to five. Yeah. Just, it doesn't light us up. Exactly. Like I feel normal now. <laughs> like norm, normal but special yes because <laughs> in normal kind of, then sounds boring kind of yeah land but yeah yeah makes sense yeah it definitely does open up you, yourself to self-care because your business depends on it and also you have your own schedule so certain things that you couldn't go to like if you worked a nine to five you wouldn't be able to go to an 11 o'clock 11 a.m. mindset zoom call you know yeah but if if you're running your own schedule and that that's also at the same time what makes it hard because it's up to you to have that discipline and um for me what what definitely that was definitely hard because when I worked nine to five I would get up at 5 30 to do my yoga do my meditation do all of Mm -hmm. that because I knew if I didn't do it I wouldn't perform well at work and I wouldn't be happy at work. 
Yeah. And I was living in New York at that time. And New York was a lot of energy for me. There's a lot of people, a lot of traffic, a lot of noise. So Mm -hmm. like that was how I survived by doing my yoga and grounding at the very beginning of my day. And then when I had my own schedule, I didn't need to wake up at 5.30 because it could get done whenever. (laughs) Yeah. So then there was definitely this like learning curve or growing pain of like figuring out what works and how to weave it into my schedule, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, especially like, I'm sure this works um, for you too, but like there's certain hours in the day where it's like your most like productive mm-hmm. time or your most creative time of the day. But then outside of that, just forget it. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> true. So it's kind of like understanding that that is your sacred, like, time of production or whatever it is, creativity. And, and then you just make sure you have that boundary. Mm-hmm. And then outside that, it's just, I guess, whatever else you need to get done. But then you're right about like having that structure. <laughs> Because sometimes, yeah. like you said, you just wake up whenever sometimes or, yeah, it's just kind of self, a lot of self-discipline. Yeah, because if, if you don't have that structure, if you don't feel like doing something, like you won't do it. And I think at some times that's okay, but there's a certain point where you have to kind of be like, I see it as, I see it as in my mind, there's like this mother energy that's, mm-hmm. You know, like little kids, I don't know if you've ever, if you have like younger siblings or cousins or nephews or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the oldest of four, actually. I grew up with two of them and uh, I used to babysit and kids like they don't want to brush their teeth before they go to bed. But as a mom, you have to like lovingly make them do it because it's good for them. So that's how I see it in my mind. Like if I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I like lovingly will make myself do it, but also sometimes you do need, sometimes you do need extra rest or maybe you do something else or you do it at a later time. So there's definitely that like balance there. Yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. Cause like, if you don't listen to your body, you are in danger of like burnout. Yeah. Good. <laughs> and then sure. you won't be able to perform you know what you need to do because of the burnout where it was could have been prevented if you just took that one day off or yeah half a day or whatever it is that you needed mm-hmm. yeah. have you heard of chronotypes chronotypes no it's, um, by this doctor guy i have his book somewhere here it's from dr michael bruce <laughs> i don't know if that's how you say his last name um the power of when and he has like this test in there and you you basically like answer these questions and he gives you like I know it's just one person's idea so it doesn't mean that it's 100% true but it's it was helpful for me at least It, it it has you take this test and then it gives you there's two or three different chronotypes there's a bear a lion a dolphin and something else and based on your answers you like you're assigned one of those animals and then based on what you're assigned to like they tell you 
what's the best time for you to do creative work? What's the best time for you to do analytical work? What's the best time for you to wake up and go to sleep? Best time for you to eat dinner? Stuff like that. Yeah. I find it really fascinating. I think I found him on a podcast a few years ago. Like, I guess that's close to like what I was talking about. Like, kind of. Yeah, like, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like, um, I guess it could also tie into like how you best work. So, like, at least for me, I had to kind of like try to do one thing and then see if it worked and then if and then kind of adjust so uh so like with scheduling your day or your week mm-hmm. I used to just go okay you know the whole have your free like major things for that day and mm-hmm. then go from there and I mm-hmm. used to have like three different like areas of things in one day and I've noticed like when I do that I'm not really that good because then you have to constantly shift gears and your mindset mm-hmm. in that one day mm-hmm. where like um say with my website um I was actually supposed to do it like complete it last month (laughs) but it didn't because of what I was saying like I had all these things happening and then I would only work on it for like five minutes or 30 30 minutes and it couldn't really get into the groove of it because by Mm. the time I did my time was to switch yeah yeah and I had to Mm. switch yeah and so like this week I focused on okay this day is just like content creation for the rest of like the week and mm-hmm. and then and then one day like Tuesday was all websites so it's just nothing else but website mm-hmm. um, stuff and kind of just like section one day for one thing only yeah um, but yes yeah, I feel like that's at least for myself that's how I work now because if I don't I have it scattered all over the place in one day. No, yeah. yeah. Good luck on me getting that one task done on time. But yeah. yeah. So let's get into the copywriting slash educational bit <laughs> of our episode. So since the listeners are like new and aspiring entrepreneurs, let's just start with basics of like what is the difference between copywriting and just like regular old fashioned writing <laughs> what it what is copywriting all about copywriting is more towards writing to sell you're selling with words so it'll be more like emails and your website it could be a product description or um, ads like all of that kind of stuff whereas like content writing is more for engagement so that's like blogs mm. Okay. Uh, social captions. So content writing and copywriting are two different things? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so I like the, te- the same. So technically they're under the umbrella of like copywriting, but then they divide. I like for myself, I'm a conversion copywriter. That's more towards like you've probably seen how I write. It's more like human connection, the psychology and storytelling writing towards the ideal customer or ideal client um with that one person in mind that's where it kind of blurs with uh, content writing because you're doing those things too but you're writing more towards like engagement i'm more specialized towards 
um, eco-friendly lifestyle uh, brands. And then you can have someone that's specialized towards like spirituality and mindset and uh, personal development. And, and then there you have other people that are, aren't specialized in anything, but they're just taking any um, like brand at all. But with mm. those people, um, it, I guess, I feel like it would be harder to shift gears because you're constantly that because every niche is a different mindset and different like flow to it. Yeah. But, and if you, if you stick to one, you can probably really hone in on writing with that kind of voice. Yeah. Instead of like always having to switch hats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. When someone is new in, in a business, they're probably most likely writing their own content. What are things that people should look out for? If they're, let's say they've typed up their caption and they're going through it, they're like proofreading it. What are some things like key elements that they should be checking for or adding in or, you know, making it more engaging? First, uh, when you're writing your caption, make sure that you're writing it in a way that's like a conversation, how you speak. And then also you want to kind of make sure that you have a good hook. Um, so the headline, um, a way to grab attention. Um, so it could be like a question or it could be like five ways that I you know so-and-so or something like that. And within that hook, that uh, headline, make sure you don't close it. You want to have it an open loop so it creates cre um, curiosity. Mm. So they're curious, oh, okay, you've grabbed my attention. I'm curious on the next line. After that is like the benefit, the juice, like the middle section, which is like the value, like the, the actual like content that mm -hmm. people are going to want to absorb in. So that you just want to make sure like when you're writing it, is this something that someone's actually going to find useful? Mm -hmm. Are they going to be a, like the, the golden ones are when someone can actually read it and then put into action that same day? Or it's something that they can save because saves on Instagram or like other social media sites, that's really good. And then, of course, after all of that, you want your CTA, which is a call to action, a simple, hey, comment like, Below what you think about X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, basically just have them take an action. And then you'll want to make sure that your words flow. So kind of like the word you is more powerful than like, make sure you don't use I a lot <laughs> because then it's like, oh, okay, it's just talking about this person. I don't care. Because, like, in the end of the day, everyone is, only cares about themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, how can this content help me? One powerful word to use is because. Mm. Um, this is probably against, like, all, like, your English classes. Like, don't begin a sentence with because. Well, in copywriting, you can. Uh, <laughs> or, like, mm -hmm. something saying, like, so you can. Um, mm. that phrase is powerful too mm -hmm. and there's a whole list I love that you mentioned that with copywriting there's some like grammatical correct rules that you don't have to follow because it's yeah. true <laughs> yeah if you see like my um, social captions there's a reason why I kind of like 
have it the way it is or have like three sentences only mm-hmm. and then break it up because like after that your eyes kind of get lazy and they're like Ugh, I don't want to read mm. this yeah so I've noticed that-, that your captions are really good and you ha- you give a lot of like white space to your captions. yeah yeah that's like making your copy brave yeah and it's it's actually part of the like the psychology um so you mentioned that you are your focus is conversion copywriting right Mm -hmm. what is like a key element to that being able to understand your ideal customer and just uh, talking to them like like I said before like conversational Mm -hmm. using storytelling and just creating that connection mm-hmm. um ultimately it's just pretty much just that because end of the day like no one's going to connect with you if you don't know them I don't know if that made sense like just yeah if your copy isn't something that they read and they're like this is me yeah like if, if they don't resonate with it yeah exactly yeah yeah I'm also curious though like um a part of a part of that like that connection is them knowing you Mm -hmm. and um how do we strike that how do we get that right balance of because you mentioned that in the captions and I've heard this before too like you don't want to say I too much and you don't want to talk about yourself too much but but I think it does need to be weaved in a little bit what would you suggest or what do you do personally as getting that like balance between speaking to the people and then also like speaking to your audience and then also letting them know who you are yeah so like uh, I'm trying to think of an example based on like stuff I've already done is I hook them in and then I kind of just gave some sort of relatable uh, sentence some, within whatever the subject is. Mm-hmm. And then I mentioned, actually, no, I should probably do, it really depends on like how you want to do it. So either you could have something where you talk about whatever it is that is around you mm-hmm. and then you pivot, you switch it. And then reflect it back on them. Like, mm, okay. And yeah, to kind of help them picture or sense. some kind of takeaway. Yeah. Them. Or it could be the other way around where it's um, pretty much the hook. And then you kind of talk about whatever it is, but around the person. And mm-hmm. then you switch it and reflect on how that's related to you as a company. Mm. So it, it could be either way, but. That way, kind of like interconnected with each other. Yeah, I love that. But it's still related. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the CTA. And I like to do like a little conclusion sentence, which kind of reflects back to the person. Is the reflection thing like your hook again? What what is the, what's that part? It's kind of like just something I've just done. Oh, cool. Nothing I've learned from like anyone else. Yeah. Uh, But I like to just, have people kind of reflect back on what was said or kind of remember like a certain sentence Mm, um, and then kind of put it back there and then have that sentence also relate to the CTA a bit Mm -hmm. so it kind of easily flows 
Yeah. So yeah. just like you just chop it down. It's like, what? Where did this sentence come out? Like, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So just make sure everything flows right. You'll be good. Yeah. I've noticed some people do, too do kind of like, I don't know if it's the same as what you mentioned, mm-hmm. but they do uh, a TLDR thing and they put like a little one word summary thing, like the too long didn't read. Uh, yeah. And they but email. like TLDR. I've seen that in emails. I've seen it in stories too, like uh-huh. in stories where someone is talking for a few slides and the last slide they'll have like TLDR. I actually didn't know what TLDR meant until I worked with a copywriter in the beginning of my business. Mm -hmm. I was making my uh, evergreen newsletter and it was like, really, I was really struggling with it. And I was like, I need help. I need to hire someone. And she put TLDR in one of my emails and I had to Google it. (laughs) Like, What does this mean? (laughs) Are there any other like uh, little acronyms within copywriting? that you think entrepreneurs should know about or is that the only one (laughs) there's also cta call to action (laughs) yeah i've also noticed that sometimes people abbreviate uh certain topics that they talk about a lot like there's someone that i follow who talks about like stretching out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and instead of repeating comfort zone in her captions she'll just put C and Z like in capitals. And like when you read it, if you're someone that's followed her for a while, you'll know what it means. Yeah, like I know like, yeah, some company like businesses, they do that, but that's more like a brand thing, like that brand form mm. kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, like the too long didn't read, that's a popular one, especially uh, with emails because uh, you have, well, well, we're thinking about like other people, there's people that don't really like reading emails. They're like, oh, every email, this is too long. I just want to get to the down and gritty. Like, what is it that you want from me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so they usually like skim down and then they have that, or they have the, um, the PS mm-hmm. and it might tell you to go back to, you know, paragraph two to check out what I would just said or, or they would literally just say like, too long didn't read um we just want to say you're cool like <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so that makes me think of this one company who um i'm on their email list and their emails make me chuckle because they would do something like that it's called um evolved chocolate mm-hmm. have you heard of them uh no They have like, uh, they're a New York based company. I think they're pretty small. I found them when I was living in New York and they do um, keto cups. So they have like these peanut butter cups and almond butter cups and stuff, but it's like really high in fat and really low in sugar. Mm -hmm. And I think they're really good. They're very satiating because they're high in fat, (laughs) but their copywriter is so silly like that. He would say something like that, like too long, didn't read you're cool. (laughs) (laughs) So a question I want to ask you is something I really struggle with personally and copywriting is being silly like that or, or being funny on purpose. Like naturally in everyday life, I'll, I'll be funny, but it's like always by accident. (laughs) Like I'll just speak my mind about something and I'll make the other person laugh. But like, if I try to be funny, it never works. And I know in copywriting, 
and in the online space in general, humor is a really good way to pull people in, to entertain them and stuff. So do you have any tips around that? I think it's really just to act like you're writing towards a friend. Like, mm. like the email is like, instead of thinking, oh, my ideal cl- um, client or customer, just pretend like it's my best friend I'm writing to. And that should help. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, psychology, like just to get that down, like just to be yourself without mm-hmm. feeling that pressure of, oh, I need to be serious. Yeah. 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 As soon as you said the friend thing, I was thinking like, okay, so you got to just like loosen up a little bit about it. Yeah. Cause you can't force um, yourself to be funny because then people read it and be like, oh, she's trying to be funny. <laughs> she's forcing it too much. Don't force it. Like, but yeah, just. That's what I feel like I do when I try to be fun. Like even in real life, when I try to be funny, I feel like I make like dad jokes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like jokes that are so cheesy <laughs> yeah like, like if that's like part of just truly how oh, how you are like the dad <laughs> jokes to just let those out like just <laughs> you know, like put in a dad joke that relates to what you're talking about and <laughs> that's a good idea to like weave that quirkiness into your brand yeah so it's just really like copyrights and you can have fun with it too just put in like every day it don't have to be all serious all the time you just in like your own personal stories and then give her that trust to mm-hmm. okay this is how it's related mm-hmm. and yeah it's, and then usually like people really enjoy that especially the storytelling type uh, yeah. writing because then they can see themselves or they can imagine it you mm-hmm. can like especially with storytelling if you do like you do with like the, what do you see what do you smell what do you taste you hear like the senses just everything and put that into writing and then yeah how do you make that though not too long like how you said in an email not everyone wants to read through it and I'm one of those people I'm like reading through yeah. emails and uh even on like Instagram or Facebook like we want that quick quick short and sweet thing so if someone does have a long story to tell like what am I trying to ask here should they break it up into different posts should they like ask themselves all right what is the goal that I want to achieve with this post so let me pull what's relevant from the story for that goal uh, yeah so like with anything really like just with post or emails your primary um objective like should be what is this one thing that I want to tell them? What is this that leads to the one CTA? Mm-hmm. Um, because then you have this, instead of like scattered all over the place, like, oh, I want to talk about, you know, this and then that. And then, oh, wait, I need to talk about these three other things. Like, you know, the person reading, like, what the like, what the <laughs> hell is this person all about? Like, first we were in like in France and now we're in like Germany and then, all the way down to like Australia (laughs) what so yeah so just like focus well first like focus on that just one topic Mm -hmm. um and CTA and of course you're talking to that one person um and then make sure that you break it up 
the text up, let the text breathe. Because you don't want a whole wall of text because that's a big turn off to anyone. Yeah. It's just, it's just overwhelming. Like, what? And then another thing is to, of course, the too long didn't read. That is useful. And uh, one last thing uh, is to kind of bold, like the important text, like mm. bits mm-hmm. of copy. And then when you bold it, make sure that you just read that. And if it makes sense, then you're good. But if it doesn't, then you might have to tweak a bit, like what shouldn't I bold? Yeah. But yeah, just pretty much those are the things I can think of right now. But also um, like talking about um, just emails, it's okay to use like if it's within your brand, of course, because every brand's different. But it's okay to use pictures or uh, gifts, mm-hmm. um, all that, because it kind of tele um, going towards like the people that love that, like the pictures and like the jokes, mm-hmm. and then have the um, the bold in, and then the two um, too long didn't read. That's for the people that just quick action people that just tell me what I want. <laughs> I want to get out of here. Like yeah, those people. And then, of course, then the long uh, email is for those people that just love reading. Like, <laughs> so kind of hit bits of like every kind of um, person out there. All in one email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's smart. I love that. What about speaking of email? Um, something that I personally am always kind of like stuck with is... <laughs> What do I put in the in the subject line of my email? I've Googled it a few times and I've like seen some things about it, but I don't know. I feel like it's not one of my strong suits. <laughs> and I do with my email marketing, I'll like test two different titles. Mm-hmm. And so it'll split up my subscribers and send like half half of the people the one subject line and half of them another one. <laughs> but what are some like tips? that you would give on that? Uh, well, the subject line is also uh, another hook you ah. need to um, pay attention to ah. because when you have an email, the first thing you see is the subject line. Yeah, And then yeah. that subject line needs to hook you in. And then, of course, then from there, there's that hook the, for the main email. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so like, so you have to think of it like the hooks, it's like, bringing that curiosity hooking the person in and then oh yeah another point is uh, personalize it so have the person's name in the subject I try to put that in my email like not only in the beginning but like in the email yeah I always look for one spot at least that I can add the person's name yeah that's that's another like not just for the subject line, but the actual email itself is another good thing to do. Like the more personalized you do it, the more like the person feels connected. Like, oh, you took the time to like, write <laughs> this email for me, even though I know it's all automated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about too? Uh, I know we're jumping to a different topic now, but we <laughs> were talking about uh, keeping your copy kind of all focused and not all over the place like how you mentioned about yeah. like we're in Germany we're in France yeah um if what comes up for me I don't know if I'm right you correct me if I'm wrong that a good way to maybe 
keep your copy more focused is to maybe first create your brand's uh, personality and what your brand voice is going to be? Yeah. Is so, that the first step or is there something preliminary to that? No, like you really need to hunk down on what is my brand voice? Who is my ideal customer? Because without that, then mm-hmm. you're all over the place if you're writing an email. Who am I writing to? It's just like just a regular letter if you were writing to someone, like you're yeah. writing to your parents. And then halfway through, you just change it to your aunt. And then you change uh. it to like your, your, one of your siblings. And then, and then instead of, and then all of a sudden you're sending it off to your neighbor. And then you're like, what? I so, love how you mention it like that because I would speak yeah. to my neighbor differently than my mom or differently than my grandparents or differently than like my brother and sister who I'm like yeah. the silliest with. <laughs> yeah. So you definitely need to like get straight on who is the one ideal like client customer that you want to be selling your product to or to serve help whatever it is that you do um and then I guess the best way like without getting into because this would be another podcast but (laughs) would be um to basically just who would you want to sell to like like who's your ideal person that you would want to sell to? I think it's better to say mm-hmm. like, like you definitely don't want to sell to the grumpy person. <laughs> like, so it's like, who, like, is it women? Is it men? Is it both? Or is it they like who? And, and then also from there, there's like, what is the, I guess, dreams and nightmares I guess mm. I shouldn't say nightmares, like more like struggles and pain points. And and then like with coaches, most like with coaches and I guess also partly like product-based people, it's primarily just the person that you were five years ago. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. So that's what I'm doing basically. <laughs> yeah. And then there's people that um align with that that are drawn to that will come Mm -hmm. are there any like finaling things around copywriting that I didn't ask you that you think would be helpful to share kind of going back to the whole writing about like the you instead of the I Mm -hmm. um is like on your website your about page Yes, it's about you, but make it about them. As weird as that sounds. Yeah, I've gotten that feedback from someone yeah. that, that went through my website and I'm still working on doing that. <laughs> yes, write about your story or your origin story or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But then, like I've been saying, pivot it towards them. Like, how are your, how is your story? How's like your skills? how is that going to help them mm-hmm. like they want to know like you got me <laughs> yeah like, yeah so yeah exactly they want to know that you get it <laughs> yeah like yes we want to know about you and connect with you but then make that connection twisted to like how they um how you can help them yeah I love that that's a good that's a good uh tip good point is there like a huge famous brand or like celebrity 
that you would love to do copywriting for? Who would that be? That is a bunch of them. <laughs> um, like, I guess Supergoop. Like, I love the copy. Like, if you want an example of how you should be, like, having your copy as a company, like, from the emails to the ads to everything, follow Supergoop. Like, they have nailed down. <laughs> um, but, yeah, them and then Toodaloo. Um, they are, um, like, do trail mix. Um but it's more like towards healing your body and the planet at the same time. Mm, I think so, you posted them in your story once, right? Yeah, I've I've posted them a few times and I'm kind of like fangirling, like girling over like the whole brand. <laughs> like they literally, they like the the founder, Katty, she, she, she truly like really cares about, you know, helping people, but at the same time helping the planet and, Mm-hmm. rejuvenating like the farmland soil and all that and it's just so yeah I would love to be part of that whole mission well hopefully she is listening to this podcast <laughs> I'm like oh hi Katty <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully Supergoop is listening Supergoop. too yeah and for them listening because I'm just gonna invite that in that ask the universe that they listen to this <laughs> for them and for the listeners where can we find out more about you where can we find you online for social i'm on instagram and you can find me at sally copy uh, that's s-a-r-l-e-y and then copy and um isabelsali.com so it's just my name.com and yeah so i hope everyone like if you uh, follow me on Instagram, give me a shout out and uh, I'd love to know what you found of value uh, from this chat. I'll also link your uh, Instagram and your website in the show notes. So if you're listening, you could click that in the show notes. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Openly Spoken. I hope this deeply served you. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you want to see some behind the scenes content about the podcast, including video content, go ahead and follow us over at Instagram at Openly Spoken. I will see you in the next episode and I appreciate you. Bye.